I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. It's time for the Happy Half Hour with your friends Kristen Balboni, Will Bryan, and Darren Gant. Welcome to Happy Half Hour. It is Will and Darren here for the second week of the off season. Darren, you had quite a weekend doing what? Nothing? Yeah. How about that? It was uh I, I am pro blizzard. I really am. I uh too many years in the Boy Scouts has made me a true nerd about preparation. So I made three or four trips to the Harris Teeter like last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and by the time Saturday rolled around before the first flake fell. I was like, I'm ready. I, I am totally prepared for this blizzard. Bring it. You know, probably spent 200 bucks on groceries. Wife's <laughs> looking at me like, what are you doing? What, what are we going to do with all this food? We're going to eat it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to cook it. We're going to eat it. We're going to take naps, and we're just not going to do anything else. And it was glorious. What, I, was, what was your Sunday morning meal uh, with the I, snow coming down? Uh, with the snow coming down, well, it was kind of a brunch situation by that time. But uh, I did make French toast yeah. with uh, some leftover eggnog and uh, some deconstructed Stucky's pecan logs that were provided to me by a friend of the show, Will Bryan. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was good times. We big, big carb weekend, big carb weekend, a lot of French toast, a lot of jambalaya, a lot of starch, a lot of mashed potatoes. Roast chicken. It was just, yeah, it's a good time. I am pro Blizzard. We should have more of them. We, we may have another one. We'll see. It might be a little too warm because it's coming from the other, the other coast, the East Coast. You know, that's all right. A little, a, we'll be okay. A, a small blizzard is the right amount. I, if we ever got twelve inches of snow in this town again, it yeah. would just be chaos for a week and a half, and nobody really needs that. But like a three-day blizzard, that's the appropriate amount of blizzard in Charlotte, North Carolina. And there were football games on yeah. for us to watch. What do you think about some of those? That Forty uh, Nine ers Cowboys finish? Oh, uh, that was quite a finish. Uh, I'm here for the chaos, and thank God for the Cowboys for providing on a routine <laughs> basis. They, are, it's good to be. Dependable, and it's good for people to know what to expect from you. And we know that the Cowboys can fail in ridiculous and unusual ways in the postseason. That's what they do. Um, you know, you like the theory of the play call. The execution was just a hot mess, as we've come to expect with Dallas. But um, for the most part, a lot of those games were a little underwhelming. And it mm-hmm. did leave me thinking – we needed an extra team of this. Did we really need the Steelers and the Eagles in the playoffs based on what we saw out of them over the weekend? Um, but 
it's it is novel seeing some of the stuff like you know just Josh Allen going crazy and doing turn back the clock. I made a lot of friends in Buffalo during that game by saying all this Josh Allen stuff would be cool and new and unique, except I saw it all in Charlotte 10 years ago when Cam (laughs) Newton did it the first Mm -hmm. time. And so people in Buffalo were really fond of hearing that. Oh yeah. They, I made a lot of new friends. They have, they have an interesting vocabulary. They, they, they still like the Panthers though. They, you know, we gave them some things that we gave them them all their cool stuff, like Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. So, and so many players, but yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Um, seeing the Bills, I mean, the idea of Bills Chiefs, it's like holy mm-hmm. smokes! That's not a championship game. That's not a Super Bowl. Uh, that's game. I think everybody's fired up to see just to see which one of those quarterbacks might actually blink, and the answer might be neither one of them. So mm-hmm. let's just see. I'm I'm here for it. Um, a lot of old people in the winter want to see chaos and defense and. Blah blah blah. If the divisional, if the AFC divisional game ends in a fifty-two forty-nine result, I'm totally fine with that. So the both of us are very online, as the kids say, unfortunately. Oof. But it, having been very online over the weekend, do you think that there's just a bit too much overreaction for? Sure, I, I guess you know some of these teams that get in maybe aren't traditional playoff teams, but to say that all of these playoff teams now should Get rid of their quarterback, fire their coach, fire this guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, doesn't that seem like a bit much? Yeah, I mean, we have gone a little crazy with it, and I mean, but that's the way it's become online. And and I think that was one of the benefits. We were still online, uh, but not as much over the weekend. And being able to step away from it sometimes offers a little perspective because mm-hmm. not every game in the NFL has to be a referendum on forever. And I'm like you, you can't. You know, why on earth would they be talking about? And it, it, listen, I know there's a lot of layers to what's going on in Dallas. They're afraid they might lose coordinators and Dan Quinn, Kelmore, whatever. And, and it's Dallas and it's Jerry Jones, so nobody really knows what to expect. But when a team has this season Dallas had this year, why on earth would you be talking about firing a head coach? It's mm-hmm. just amazing and ridiculous to me. Um, and you would think that if Mike McCarthy got fired, he'd have another job immediately, kind of right. like Forrest in Miami. He's probably going to get hired this cycle. It's just a matter of where. Um, but with so many jobs open, I think people have lost sight of the fact, yeah, these are playoff teams. I mean, there are eight jobs open right now around the NFL, so getting in the job market is not a place you want to be anyway. Right. I mean, and that's a justification for a lot of teams to stand pat honestly and not just the ones um, – that fell out of the playoffs. So it it's hard, and it's hard when people talk about building things or being consistent or doing something for the long haul because everybody wants their answers right now. Mm-hmm. And the idea that you would fire a coach in Dallas over what happened as ridiculous and embarrassing as it was is pretty short-sighted to me. And it, I do think also, and I don't know that I'm not making a judgment on good or bad, and it's probably bad, but – that this is kind of the way things are now in this league that is, it, it really is, it's about entertainment mm-hmm. and it's about the news cycle and the next news cycle and, you know, all of the right. the ways that you're engaging with people and people are obsessed 365 days a year and being boring and kind of never change. And, and I don't know that it's boring, but it, you, you kind of get what I'm getting at. That right. there's, there's just this sense that this league is getting to a point where it is more of, it, it is equivalent to our entertainment life cycle, which yeah. is very short, and it 
and you just keep moving and you keep changing because that's what it requires. Right. What's the next story? What you know, the idea of somebody being consistently good. I mean, the Patriots the Patriots aren't a particularly compelling team in terms of the content that comes out of there because their personality mm-hmm. as a franchise is kind of dull. But my God, who's been better at football than them over the last twenty five years? Nobody. Um and do we want that? Would you rather be exciting? I just finished, you know, last night. I'm a cord cutter, so I don't have a lot of access to local professional basketball. Watch the ESPN broadcast of the Hornets last night, and my God, they're not going to win an NBA championship. And they're probably pretty shabby on defense, but they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining. Now, again, they're not winning a title, um, not playing the defense the way they do. But it's still fun, and and so I think a lot of it comes down to what you want. Do you want to be constantly entertained and stimulated, or do you want constant, boring, drudgery, consistent success? I mean, I don't think it's binary. I don't think it's got to be one or the other. But it's like we swing wildly yeah. between these two things. And right. Either you're Bill Belichick and you have to beat all the fun out of the world – in order to succeed, or, hey, sports ball, let's have fun. Right. And it has to be somewhere in between, and making sweeping sort of right. things that it's got to be one or the other, that's just not realistic no. because you're gonna, you're, it's going to swing back and forth. Yeah, because these are still people operating right. this machine. So, you know, you, human frailty is going to be part of the equation always. So, Darren, you wrote an incredible piece this week with some voices that Panther fans love to hear from. Uh, tell us about Sam Thanks. Mills and all of the people that had things to say about him. Obviously, uh, for those of you that haven't been looking at our stuff, going to Panthers.com, he was he is a finalist right. for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, there was a round of voting that happened this week, yep. um, and, and Darren wrote an incredible piece about it. I appreciate week. that, and it, and it was cool. It was one of those stories that um, the actual writing didn't take as long as you might think when you see all that stuff together. Because it's such a lived experience. I mean, when you've absorbed 25 years of what Sam Mills means to people, it's kind of easy to get people talking about it. And Steve Smith was amazing. And if you haven't read that story on Panthers.com, I'd encourage you to do so for no other reason than to see what Steve Smith said about what Sam meant to him when he was a rookie coming in, being latched onto, and the stuff Sam taught him about not just football, but about being a dad. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a side of Steve that a lot of people don't necessarily expect to always see. But it, it was neat. And we'll find out. Uh, Sam is a finalist for the Hall of Fame. The announcement will be made February 10th at the NFL Honor Show uh, prior to the Super Bowl. Um, and we don't know. We don't know right now, up, down, good, bad. Uh, what the news is going to be, but we're hopeful. I mean, this was Sam's last year of eligibility. And, and again, it was so easy, whether it was Luke Keekley or Thomas Davis or Dan Morgan or Steve Smith, to get guys going about Sam because it's a topic that everybody in two Carolinas understands the history of. I was talking to some folks down in Raleigh yesterday because Sam is being inducted to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That's coming up in April. We know he's in that one, um, and that's going to be a great thing. And I was talking to some of the folks down there about him, and he said to me, the guy I was talking to said, everybody understands his story. This one touches everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter if the team's good, the team's bad, whatever, it's like, Sam is this permanent part of the Carolinas, and 
you know, because they were talking about it from the standpoint of Sam Mills from New Jersey, but he's going in North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. But who's created more mythology in North Carolina sports than Sam Mills? It's a really, really short list. Yeah. Because keep pounding is just one of those messages that resonates. And that was one of that was one of the other neat parts of that story is you put something like that online and you get a dozen versions of I still wear the keep pounding bracelet every day. We started mm-hmm. wearing it when my mom was in the hospital with breast cancer. You know, those kind of things. And, and when you hear what that means to the people who, you know, have just been surrounded by it over the years. I mean, it's it's part of our culture uh, here with this football team in the Carolinas and beyond. And, you know, we'll see. We've got our fingers crossed for a pro football Hall of Fame. But any time – I get a chance to talk about Sam, to write about Sam, to talk to people about Sam. That's a good day. It, you have some familiarity with just what the Hall of Fame is. Mm-hmm. Are there people that are currently in it? Because obviously it's difficult to to split hairs. I mean, there's such incredible people that have been part of this game, and not everyone can get in every year. But are there people that are in the Hall of Fame now that are more than just stats, you know, that that had that kind oh, of sure. leg, you know, like who? what would be an example of I that mean, or who? Joe Namath is a guy who statistically is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Sure. I mean, his statistics, frankly, are kind of comical related to a lot of the guys we're talking about in terms of the all-time great quarterbacks, but he's Joe Willie Namath, mm-hmm. for God's sakes. I mean, the guarantee, the Jets Super Bowl, I mean, that's – the game is bigger than that. I'm – close friends with Kent Summers out in Arizona who presents for the guys who came through there. And when he was talking about Kurt Warner a couple of years ago, you know, Kent and I were talking about Kurt and I said, Kurt Warner, or somebody said, Kurt Warner's one of the greatest stories in the history of football. And I was like, Kurt Warner's one of the greatest stories in the history of stories. <laughs> I mean, he's just a former grocery bagger turned mm-hmm. MVP quarterback. That doesn't happen in real life. They should make a movie about that. Oh, wait, they did. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I, I do think as a hall of fame, it's important to include not just the guys who have the most sacks, the most rushing yards, the most touchdown passes, but also great players who transcend just being great at football. And, and that's, that's the gist of what I talked about when it was, when we were discussing Sam, I hope it resonated with people, uh, in that room and we'll see on February 10th. Yeah, and it 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 felt at this time, you know, where you're kind of stepping away from the season, you know, right. kind of taking a breath. Like it, it felt really good to this week, kind of hear the stories of keep pounding, yeah. and and to kind of reintroduce that to us and to people, you know, kind of on the internet. It was a kind of a jolt in the arm, I think. Yeah, and, and I'm glad it was able to do that because again, online culture can be awfully negative all of the time, and when it's always negative all the time, that wears you out. And so, yeah, being able to do stuff like this, being able to do different kind of stories, uh, refocusing on something everybody's behind, yeah, that's good. Speaking of stories of of things that are fun and not always negative, uh, Darren, I think we're going to close today's podcast with moments of mascots, mascot moments. And we were talking before the podcast and just some things just happened to like come up on my feed that were very surprising to you. So I'm going to start with you and then we'll get into me. Do you have any good mascot stories? Well, you know, we wrote a neat story on Panthers.com about, what, a year and a half ago, November 20. 
of Christian McCaffrey juking a mascot out of his shoes during a kid versus mascot football game at halftime of one of his dad's games. And, and I remember talking to Christian, and I remember talking to Toro the Bull, and even though <laughs> mascots aren't supposed to talk, after he and I talked for 20 minutes, I was like, wait, are you supposed to be doing this? <laughs> um, but that was a fun story, and it was, um, you know, it, it, it's always kind of interesting seeing professional athletes relate to something from their childhood or something like that. But talking to Christian about that was a neat one. Um, I don't have a lot of other experience with mascots. Uh, my wife's daughter once worked in a smoothie shop that had a monkey mascot suit, and I did walk around with the head on one day in the shop, and that was pretty cool. Um, but that's kind of the extent. My my mascot stories aren't very good. So the the impetus was this was that I got a Facebook memory from 10 years ago today um, that I shared around the, the studio this morning of myself – as Clyde the Cougar, the mascot for College of Charleston on Anderson Cooper 360 for their election coverage 2020-12. Okay, let's hit pause right there. Let's just hit pause for a second and run through the elements of this story. College of Charleston has a mascot. His name is Clyde. He is a cougar. Anderson Cooper is in Charleston. Will is in the cougar suit. Okay, I'm caught up. Proceed. So this was for CNN's uh, uh, Republican primary election coverage, 2012. They were in Charleston. Uh, I was working for the College of Charleston. Students were still on winter break. So our marketing people got a call that they wanted the Cougar mascot on the Anderson Cooper show. And there was nobody in the office. There was nobody there to do it. And so it was like, so well, you weren't well, ordinarily in the Cougar no, suit. This no, was that a was, one-shot deal. That was, you know, other, this is other duties as assigned. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, this would be kind of cool. You know, growing up <laughs> yeah. around sports, you know, as a kid, you're always like, oh, how cool would it be to be the mascot? You know, I don't know. So I, I put it on, went there, uh, was sitting in the green room with the head on next to Ari Fleischer, which was, I think, fun for him. <laughs> This is like an ESPN commercial. Oh, it is. You're just sitting yeah, around just in sitting the green there, room, you know, in the green room, mascot. talking to Ari Fleischer and um, who was the guy that was Clinton's, uh, the guy with the the tall guy, the bald guy that worked for Clinton back Paul in the day. Uh, no, not him. The the other one, uh, kind of narrow eyes. I, I don't know. It anyway, come to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got the head on. I've got the head on, sitting in the green room. Just, just love this story. And they're they're asking me questions, thinking I'm a student, and I'm just going with it. So then it's like the end of their show, um, and they just say, "Just go out there and kind of pump up the crowd." Anderson Cooper is going to cue you in, and it was some weird story about like there was a, a high school that were the Cougars, but then a group of Facebook moms got offended because they thought they were making fun of them for being 50 plus and single or something. So they had to change their mascot name and Anderson Cooper's like making fun of how stupid that was. And by the way, they're here at college of Charleston and they're the Cougars and here's the Cougar. And so I walk out and kind of like do my thing or whatever. Cougar, I don't know, whatever that is. Yeah. And then they're rolling and going to the end of the show. And I just lean over, grab Anderson and start rubbing his hair Knowing how like perfectly quaffed his hair always is, and it's live TV, so all he can do is just kind of smile and try to pull away from me. Soon as they go off air, he's got this look of 
just utter anger that this happened on you know like who messes with my hair and i just walked off you never knew who i was just head on i just walked off the set walked walked down the street that's so fantastic i i never knew this story before i walked into this studio today and it's already in my top 10 all-time wheel stories and that's a pretty good list um that's amazing. The idea of and a the idea of Anderson Cooper being salty about having his hair messed up. Yep, that's a great layer to this story. But you having the presence of mind and the presence of Cougar Head <laughs> to leave the head on while you made your escape. Yep. Oh yeah. And so then I'm walking down King Street with the head with the on. head on. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. And so people are like <laughs> high fiving me, and you know, I, it's just it's a completely different like metaphysical existence to be in the world but not really in the world because nobody knows who you are and you can just do whatever you want and you can take on a different life form as a cougar it's just it's it was incredible i hope everybody has an opportunity sometime in their life to put on a mascot head and and do what will did because listen i'm looking at these pictures now you didn't just have the head on. You had the arms, too. Oh, I, it was the whole thing, yeah. And this is a swole cougar, man. This oh, is I know. A, he's got, this is a pretty pumped up. He's got muscles. Yeah. Man, Will has Clyde the Cougar. We got to put that out on the Twitter later on today when uh, we post this podcast. Yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. This is phenomenal. This has made my day so much better. This 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 is the definition of a happy half hour. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it surely is. So everyone, come back next week. We'll have uh, have some more Panthers news for you, and maybe we'll and have maybe some more mascot more stories. stories. Bye. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.